Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for tuning in to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please subscribe to our weekly Boston Bruins Hockey Talk on listening platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify Podcasts. We'd certainly appreciate it if you give us show a five-star rating along with a written review. You can also subscribe to our official YouTube channel for a video version of our weekly program. If you'd like to support our show financially, please go to our blackandgoldhockey.com website and click on our affiliated fanatics banner before shopping online another way to financially support our weekly program is to become a patreon member to be eligible for weekly boston hockey prizes and monthly boston bruins hand signed jersey giveaways please go to patreon.com slash black and gold hockey podcast and donate just one dollar per episode many thanks for the continued support and enjoy the show What's up, Bruins fans? Welcome back to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. This is episode 295, and we're doing a live stream again. Loving these live streams when the weekend is nice and we're outside. Well, I'm outside anyway. But uh, joining me today is uh, fellow co-host Kevin O'Keefe. Kevin, how are we doing, buddy? Doing all right, man. Had a little bit of a sickness, but uh, I'm feeling good. Ready to go. Awesome. And also joining us down below is mr mike sullivan the birthday boy what's up mikey how you doing buddy <laughs> what's going on guys how are you uh don't yeah, have too much plan for today already went out for uh for lunch with my family going to a little greek festival later so should be a good day 
Awesome. Awesome. And Thank uh, you, Kevin. I didn't know it was his birthday. Why didn't you tell me this when we were sitting here? I wanted to, I wanted to surprise everybody. I wanted to make, oh. it, make it a surprise. Well, happy birthday, Mike. Lucky for you, Dom's not here, so we're not going to sing you happy birthday. Or <laughs> yeah, maybe you'll get a card in the mail yeah, or, yeah. or something like that. You know, Dom in a bath of pickle juice or something. Yeah. So. <laughs> Palmer Fred's in the house. What up, Palmer? How we doing, buddy? Good to see you. Uh, yeah, we are back for another episode uh, live streaming. So please uh, fill us uh, with some questions in the uh, live chat if you could, if you want to participate. Um, but if not, we're just gonna. You can just listen to us babble about what's going down in the uh, in the Boston Bruins world. Um, it is 38 days to go before the puck drops on the season. About 20 days to go before preseason action happens. So it's it's coming quick. It's coming real quick. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for uh, just to get back. I, I don't do the football. I don't do the baseball. So I need my hockey. I need it, need it, need it bad. And I don't care what the roster looks like and who's not going to be there in the first part of the year. I'm excited for Boston Bruins hockey, no matter what. Thoughts? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I, I can't mean, wait. It's, it's going to be a hell of a season. I'm excited. I think every Bruins fan should be excited. Um, you know, this May or may not be that last year of contention. That seems to be what everyone says every year. We'll see. We'll wait and see. So, I don't know. I'm excited. Yeah, That's I mean, you. I'm I'm pumped. I I even got that little jersey countdown thing going on Twitter, and I knew I knew uh, these today and yesterday were going to be tough days because I mean, Boleski, and then today I had Karan. So <laughs> tomorrow's going to be a good one, though. There tomorrow you go. will be good. Lance Scabetta in the house. What's up, Lance? Thanks for tuning in, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, it was uh, it was funny when you did the Tuca the Tuca forty. I was yeah. like, give me a give me a toque, and I was like, toque, and then I went yeah. right out. Then I went right after your brother. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he 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 drives me nuts with those thoughts, it's, and he the thing is too, like he really means them too. Like he really. He really would pick like Corey Crawford over two good. It's crazy. <laughs> He's nuts. Yeah, yikes. Yikes is right. Uh, Palma Fred comes in with a question right off the bat. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. He says he's heard a lot of rumors of PK Subban to the Bruins. Let's dive right into it. I, I this is one of the topics that I wanted to touch on today. And the uh, obviously the other one um, was uh, Keith Yandel. Um, a Boston guy and so on. So we'll dive into those. Uh, my personal opinion on, on PK and even Keith Yandel is I, I just don't see guy. I see those players wanting to stick around um, for a whole season. I don't see these players like wanting to do like a part-time gig. So Grizzlick's out till December. McAvoy's out till December. So I just have a hard time believing that any hockey player that wants to continue their career, regardless of how many years they've been in the league would just come to the Bruins and play for two months. And then I'll, I'll see you later. I, I don't see that happening. And obviously you can add in the LTIR factor as well. And, and, to, and to pay somebody like that, um, you know, you stay under the cap, blah, blah, blah. But I, I just don't see it happen. And I honestly do not think that the Bruins should LTIR McAvoy or Grizzlick um, to bring in other players. Uh, I think they can do it internally. I think you have an, enough assets. Now, are they amazing assets that are going to come in there and fit seamlessly? Probably not. It's probably going to be tough to see sometimes. But 
you know, I, I think we should do it internally. I don't think we should bring anybody in at all. Thoughts on that, Kevin? Yeah, I mean, when you look at P.K. Subban and even a guy like Keith Yandel, they're both on – there's a reason why neither one of them is signed. You know, it's – no team's really looking at them and saying, hey, this is where I want to kind of throw my my money into. You know, it's, it's just one of those situations where the Bruins have capable young defenders in guys like Jakob Zaboral, uh, Jack Ashan. Uh, they still have Mike Riley under contract as well as Derek Forbort. Um, they have Connor Clifton, you know, so they have guys who can play. Um, and like Mark was alluding to, I mean, you don't even know if it's going to be half the season. I mean, McAvoy could be back, you know, mid midway through November for all we know, you know, or it could be the end of November, beginning of December. So I don't see the point really. Um, you could argue that you could get one of them and then just, you know, not have Zaboral in the lineup. But from what we saw from Zaboral last season, he showed he should be an NHL regular. So I just don't think we need to spend the money there. What are your thoughts, Mike? Yeah, I, uh, I actually think the same thing. I don't think you bring in a guy like PK Subban. You don't bring in a guy like Keith Yendel to help this team you don't bring him in here to help this team. Honestly, you want Zaboral to be playing more minutes. You want him to develop, to develop a little bit more and you want him to get NHL experience. It's, you know, this isn't a video game. Zaboral isn't going to come in and all of a sudden just be good. Like he needs to develop. He needs to have moments where, you know, he may have made a wrong play. He may have made a bad play, but he's going to learn from it. And, you need him to develop and guys like him, like a shot as well. You need them in the lineup either on a regular basis or on a game to game basis. You need those kinds of guys in the lineup to help build your team for the future. And guys like PK Subban and Keith Yandel are only going to hamper that. And, um, you know, it's just not going to help the situation at all. So I, I don't see the point of it either. Yeah, and um, when you talk about defensemen, uh, Jason Larati is in the house. Thank you, Jason, for joining us. And he provides a, a question that I'm intrigued about is uh, Kai Weissman. Uh, and he it was signed out of Germany over the summer, this summer. So, um, And he's a big kid. Uh, I haven't seen him play much at all, but uh, he's going he's gonna to get some uh, solid reps in, uh, in training camp. Um, most likely probably go down to Providence. Uh, but if, if he impresses, uh, there's another um, asset you can bring up and, and, and insert into the lineup until these guys come back from, uh, from uh, their uh, recoveries, uh, Grizzlick and McAvoy. So uh, it should be interesting on how it all plays out, but yeah, I'm not, I just, I don't want to see anybody else come in. I want to do it internally. And I know there's a lot of pushback from Bruins fans say, you know, they, the common thing is to LTIR, Grizzlick and McAvoy, get some, get some, get some players in here. And, um, you know, I just, I just don't see those two being a, being a real fit. I don't know. Hopefully yeah, that answers the perfectly. question. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I want to kind of go a little bit off the rails here and, you know, it's not, I mean, it's hockey related, but not really on the ice related. It's more what they're wearing. So apparently, to Mark's demise, there <laughs> is going to be some new reverse retros coming out. And apparently, those reverse retros are going to be Pooh Bears. How do you feel about that, Mark? Um, 
as hungover as I am right now, <laughs> that's how I feel. I feel like a, a, a truck ran over me. Not a fan of the Pooh Bear. I, I really do. I despise that jersey. It just, <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't do anything for me. It, I, I want to see something on that that's going to be that, that tells your opponent that you're not going to have a very easy night tonight. Uh, the Pooh Bear, in my opinion, just says, hug me. Come on over. You know, <laughs> let's have a drink together. You know, open the corner and just chill out a little bit, you know, maybe hit the three foot glass bong, you know, <laughs> you know, but that it does look kind of high. Yeah, yeah, it does. You know, so I, I just don't get it. And I always I always reference the slap shot movie, like when the guy's beating the shit out of the bus. And the guy comes out and goes, hey, Ned Braden. He's like, hey, 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 what are you doing? He's like, I'm making it look mean. That's what that's what I want to do to that jersey. I just want to put it in my driveway and stomp on it and just, like, rough it up a little bit. Maybe put a doobie in its mouth or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's a great idea. But anyway. Think, I mean, uh, I mean, I kind of agree with Mark. It's it's not intimidating at all. It, it looks it's a good like maybe a shoulder patch i wouldn't mind that being a shoulder patch but i mean i got this logo right here if they could slap this thing if they could slap this thing on a jersey and really work around that one i think that's a good alternative to the pooh bear i wouldn't mind that as a shoulder wow. patch but not as like a main logo well mike it was nice working with you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, no no listen listen all seriousness uh meth bear should not be ever on the trust i would mm. i absolutely would love to see it on the uh on the shoulders i can do i can deal with meth bear there but not not on not on the uh the crest i uh, myself I'm so excited. I am buying <laughs> one and I'm wearing it on every single recording. Oh my god. Every single recording I am going to be wearing the Pooh Bear. Oh, Keith's so got Pooh Wood. <laughs> <laughs> but uh hey Nick Boos is in the house. What up, Nick? How you doing, buddy? Um, and Beth Lang is in the house. Thank you, Beth, for tuning in. Appreciate it. Uh oh, Corey Rideout. Bruins fan from Random Island in Newfoundland. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in, Kawhi. I appreciate it. Yeah, not a fan of the poo. But uh, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> uh, at feel uh, at All the new people that are uh, in the stream right now, feel free to um, you know type in a, a question, a uh, Bruins-related question, and we'll try to answer it on, on here. Uh, that's what we're doing on these live streams. We like to get uh, in, interact with the the fans and so on so we we'd appreciate it we've already had a couple couple good questions come in from jason and lance and and uh palmer so keep them coming so we talked a little bit about pk suban and we talked a little bit about keith yandel and how they definitely should not be brought in or anything like that but is there a player out there that is a defenseman that while we, none of us really want to see them go out and grab one, is there someone that if they did go out and grab that you'd be like, you know what? I didn't want this to happen, but I'm absolutely okay with it. I don't know. I mean, I don't have cap friendly or Puckpedia available right now to see who's actually available on the free agent right. list for, for even a PTO. But I don't know, Mike, you got anything on that? Um, I can't think of anybody who I'd want or who I'd be okay with signing, but I can think of one other person who people have been kind of chiming in about. 
And I know he's probably going to retire, but people have kind of been digging around Zidane Chara. Oh god! And mm-hmm. yeah, no, you can't you can't bring him back. He's too old. He's too slow. We kind of saw that in the last year that he was here. Um, you know, Captain Nostalgia again here. <laughs> but and all Yeah, he's he's not he's not somebody who I would even want to entertain bringing back. I'm not even joke about it. Like yeah, you know. For me, he already I, had his career here. Yeah, 2019 would have been the year for retire. To, yeah, for Chara to retire, but good on him to keep pushing and so on. But uh, his Char is um going to make his decision in the next cup um what month or so if he's going to be uh, uh even playing in the NHL. So um and obviously I I don't I don't want to see him back. I, I don't think that he would help this team at all. I know I get the leadership factor and blah, 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 but um, I don't think that he'd even want to come back because of the way that the Boston Bruins organization basically told him that if you do come back and we sign you, you're going to be limited minutes, limited role, probably going to be that seven, eight defenseman that, you know, uh, we, we use sparingly. And I don't think he's a player that would want to accept that in the first place. So I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I I got a list of some guys here. I mean, Subban, <laughs> they got Johnny Boychuk listed. Apparently, didn't he retire? Boychuk, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, or or he's you know I don't know. Or may, just waiting because I, so. I know I, I know I the I know the league rule is if you haven't played a game in three years, you're technically retired. Yeah, well, he's listed. This is spot track, so I mean, but yeah. Um, Anton Strahlman, Danny DeKaiser, Calvin DeHaan, um, Kukin, Scott Harrington, Eric Brandstrom, Chris Russell. Um, you know, there's Keith, there's Keith Yandel there. You know, so there's really not much really going on anyway. So I don't think there should be any real reason to take a look. They have Connor Carrick listed here as to be determined. In a UFA, huh? He's a Bruin. Yeah, he's he's signed yeah. to a an age. I think, uh, yeah, an NHL deal, but it's a it's a two way deal. I That's mean, strange. He should not be. He should he should not be on this uh, UFA list. Then strange. All yeah. right, well, let's let's hear from the amazing and the new show sponsor. Um, our our main our title sponsor is BetOnline.ag. I forgot to mention that in the beginning. But we do have a new sponsor, and that's Athletic Greens. Yeah, so our newest partner, Athletic Greens, has just the product to improve your everyday life. I started taking AG1 because I was sick of taking all those tasteless little pills every morning to get the results I wanted for my gut health and immune system. Now I've been on it for a couple months, and I love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of like a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. So what exactly is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Pretty much all of the things that you can really think of that you'd need. I personally use it in the morning to get my day started right. Just put it in my travel bottle and I'm ready to go. 
I have more energy to face the day and my gut health has never been better. My family and friends ask me what my secret is to my lifestyle improvement. And I always tell them AG1. Need even more reasons to try AG1? It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It costs you less than $3 a day. So you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is recommended by professional athletes. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That is a lot. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash BNG. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash BNG to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Nice job, Kevin. Nice job, buddy. And we thank Athletic Greens for jumping on our program being one of our sponsors and we hope we can keep continuing a good relationship with them just like we have with bet online for so many years you rock that one big guy oh i tried it. but it is good <laughs> it is good stuff it really is i mean absolutely you know me and my mark yes and, uh, <laughs> aka my that's stomach funny. that's funny you know me and my kevin <laughs> <laughs> it can it can get hectic down there at times but um i mean this stuff's actually been helping me so Oh, oh we got a slam here. We got a slam here. Boom. <laughs> <Yo>! <laughs> I love it. Alex coming in hot. Thanks, Alex, for tuning in. I appreciate that. Um, let's get to some questions yeah. here. Lance Scavetta, he says if it's a D-man, he'd like to see um, Jacob Middleton. Cheap and feisty. Uh, I don't know if he's available. He's not. No, okay. If he was a free agent, that'd be. I, I'm pr- pretty sure that the Bruins would probably jump all over that. I want to say he he resigned in Minnesota. That's oh, okay. I say Daniel, I'll look it up, but that's what I want to say. Daniel Flynn comes in and see, thank you, Daniel, for tuning in. How do you feel about the talent pool? I'm I'm guessing he meant prospect pool. I I like what I saw from McLaughlin, but that's about it. Um. I'm going to jump on this one first uh, just because I'm the, I'm the prospect guru basically. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the rankings are always going to show really bad for the Boston Bruins. I mean, that just, that just happens when you're, when you're a competitive team, um, you know, for so many years, uh, your prospect pool dwindles a little bit. It definitely has to be re- replenished. I get it. Um, but this, it's really not that bad when you think about it. Um, I know there's no high, high name prospects. I know a lot of them are NCAA signed um, athletes. Um, so um, I, I don't think it's that bad. I, I, I'm really excited about the Providence Bruins roster this year. It's got real, it's got a real nice list of players that us uh, um, head coach Ryan Mujanel is going to work with. And, um, and I'm looking forward to it. I think that it's going to be a better year because last year, the Providence Bruins was so beat up. Uh, and at, at towards the end of the year, that's why they they were one and done. And, um, uh, and like I said, on the, um, 
on the uh, Only Bruins podcast with my boy Nick Busa, um, I said that um, the first round, second round of the AHL playoffs last year were ridiculous. It was like best of three the first round, best of five the second round, and two best of seven third and fourth, which was absolutely stupid. So, but um, I, 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 I don't know. So I mean, I don't know what Din. Uh, Daniel means by that, like whether talking about people who are ready right now to jump in or just overall. Um, Cause if you're saying overall or just, just, you know, who could jump in right now, I'd say McLaughlin. Definitely. I'm really big on McLaughlin. Um, as anyone who listens to this podcast knows, I think he's NHL ready. I think he should be in the lineup, but because of the way contracts are, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Um, but I think Studnika is ready to take a bottom six role. I think that Oscar Steen is ready to take a bottom six role. Um, they impress me, um, especially Steen. He impresses me from just his doggone attack. Like that guy is just relentless. Um, he works, he works his ass off. He really does. Um, and then Studnika, he's got a lot of skill. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to put that together to be a top six guy, but I think uh, as a third line guy, you could really have something there. Someone who can give you maybe 30, 40 points a season and you need guys like that too. So if that's what he becomes, I'm totally fine with that as any Bruins fan should be. Um, but yeah, obviously you got Lee Sell and you got Lorai, you got all these guys that, um, you know, are up and comers and, oh, and Jakob Zaboral, I'd, I'd even include him in this as someone who is ready to step in and someone who's ready to impress and maybe even a, like a Jack of Sean. So it's not as bad as people, you know, want to think. Um, it's just now they need to be able to have the opportunity to step up and show that because it's always been a log jam. So let's see what happens. Absolutely. Mike, you got anything on before we go go to another one? Uh, no, honestly, I agree with Kevin. Like, um, Mark McLaughlin is a guy um, who I'm huge on. I love his game. Just you, you can always tell with him too. It's really easy to read guys who are, you know, who are when they're dogging it out there or when they're kind of just half-assing it. But Mark McLaughlin goes. I mean, what he at the end of the season last year when we saw him really play a lot every game he was never a liability he was always working hard on the corners carrying the puck moving the puck well playing really good defense i think he's a a perfect bottom six guy for this team and the way that this lineup is built right now i think he can slide in real easily and uh i i want to see him in the lineup for 90 percent of the season honestly yeah it'd be nice Lance Lance comes in with another question. He says, "What do you guys think of Zaka will bring to the lineup?" I think Zaka's going to have a big year. Yeah, I agree. It's, I mean, you start. Yeah, go ahead if you'd like. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm sorry, Kevin. Um, yeah, I think it's a it's a one year deal. It's a really show me uh, for future service. Uh, I think he's going to have a big year, and um, and I like the way he can be transitioned from the left to the center too. So if there's something that needs to be tweaked uh, with uh, Jim Montgomery's lineup uh, in game and out game, uh, that could be done. Uh, so he's going to be a, a nice versatile player uh, to the lineup. Uh, and I think that we're going to see, a you know, his Zaka's points have just progressed every year. Now they're not great numbers, you know, 30, 40 points and blah, blah, blah. But every year, uh, since he got, you know, let go from the or traded to 
Boston, his, he's been on the upper rise of points, but I think he's going to have a, I'm not saying a hundred point year this year, but uh, I, I honestly would like to see him right around the 60 point mark. If, uh, if he's going to want to come back here and, uh, and, you know, for another multi-year deal after this one. I'd, I'd like to see that. Uh, I don't know if he'll get that just because he's start. So he's starting off the year, most likely on the left side of Patrice Bergeron. And uh, then Jake DeBrusque will be on the right side there. Um, so I think he'll be able to get points in that top six, but once Marshan comes back, we know he's dropping down. Now, if, if he gets a hot start on that line with Bergeron and DeBrusque and he racks up, let's say within the first 15 games, he's got like 13 points, let's say, which would be fantastic. By the way, Bruins fans would be, should be thrilled. Um, apparently Mark has seen like a hawk or something. It was, but, uh, it, it was, was a hawk. Okay. <laughs> it was serious. the ducks rivalries. The hawks, yeah. They heard that Mike was here with his ducks hat on. Uh, but if he can get off to that type of start and then get dropped down to the coil line and find instant, amazing chemistry with coil, similar to the way that a guy like um, Marcus Johansson was able to do then yeah, he may, he may be able to get between that 50 and 60 point mark. He may be able to do it just because of being in that top six, but I don't think we're really going to see the true potential of Pavel Zaka until we can see him at that center position in a top six role with a guy like David Pasternak or Taylor Hall or someone of that like, but I I'm very excited. I think he has a lot of skill. I mean, just listening to uh, Mark Recchi, uh, who is an assistant coach over there in, in, in New Jersey, he has a lot of good things to say about Pavel Zaka. I'm sure he was upset to see him go, but he was log jammed by other young um, centers who just kind of got it faster than he did. So they have those top six roles there. Um, but yeah, let's hope. Let's hope that he can be a, uh, a a nice little steal for someone, by the way, who was not going to resign here at the end of the year in Eric Halla. So great trade, regardless of however it pans out. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think Halla would. Halla wouldn't have produced those numbers if he was on the fourth line, third or fourth line. No. So mm-hmm. it's 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 the surrounding talent that really made him that good. And uh, right. so I, I don't I, I don't think it was a bad trade at all. I think that Zaka's got tremendous upside uh, to his game, and he's a big body, plays well, possesses the puck well. I just want to see him get more points. Obviously, we, we being Bruins fans and covering the Boston Bruins organization, we just want the best out of each player. But I really want to see um, him earn that, if he's going to earn that next contract, if he actually stays here. Yeah, and uh, go ahead, Mike. Oh, no, I was just going to say um... – Pavel Zaka's production, yeah, like you guys said, it has been going up. And I just wanted to point out, too, in, in the 2020-2021 season, he played 50 games, and he was able to produce 35 points. So he the, the production is there, and the skill set is there. And that's with the team, too, in, in New Jersey that isn't star-studded. They don't have a lot of guys who, you know, are big producers at the NHL level like we are here in Boston. <laughs> Like we have, you know, guys like Bergeron, Marshawn, uh, Taylor Hall, um, David Krejci maybe this year, uh, David Posternock, Charlie McAvoy. So it's going to be interesting to see what he can bring to a lineup when he's not necessarily already a guy who is in, who is expected to be top three in, in production. He's going to be around guys who can feed him, who he can feed. 
um, guys who have plenty of experience in the NHL and, and know what it takes to really win and really produce at an elite level. So you slide him into the lineup and he's still young. He's still 25. So you put him right in there with these guys and who knows, he could really, really break out this year. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, so you look at Eric Halla and Mark alluded to it, the year that he had in between Hall and Pasternak, uh, he got what, 40, it was 40 something points, right? 48, I believe. Um, but that wasn't for the entire year. That was, you know, starting from January 1st on. Now, if you were to tell me sticking Pavel Zaka in between a Taylor Hall and a David Pasternak, that he wouldn't be able to match, at least match what Eric Holland did with that 48 points. I tell you, you're nuts. Pavel nuts. Zaka is way more skilled than Eric Holland is. I think Pavel Zaka would flourish in that role. He's a, he's a natural center who feels more comfortable at center. I could totally see him getting 60, 70 points in a full season in between those two. And then from there, who knows? Um, he, he's, he is a good player. He's a good player. All right. Now it's time to hear from show sponsor, betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline.ag continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head over to BetOnline.ag today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code CLNS50. That's CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag. It's where the game starts. All right. Wow. That was pretty good. I think that was my that best. Was a, that, was that, was, that was my best ad read ever. <laughs> that was a surprise ad read. I, I thought we were just going to do a recording, but wow. Mark just yeah. came out and he was just like, hey, we're going live. He saw That's me it. do the live one. And he was like, I got to up him. And he so, definitely did. So from now on, every time I do a live ad read, I must drink like two cases of seltzers the night before and feel like absolute trash <laughs> the next day. And I'll nail yeah. each one. <laughs> okay. I actually want to go back to a comment that we um, we didn't we didn't intentionally skip over it. It's just um, is it from uh, James lost in the sauce? Uh, James Swindles. Yes. Yeah. Um, James Swindles is a guy that um, works for us at. Black and Gold Productions, our sports media company. James, thank you very much for tuning in to this live stream. Appreciate you, bud, and appreciate your effort over at BNG. Says, gentlemen, who's on one player you feel ups the ante beyond expectations or previous production numbers? I see DeBrus going above and beyond. Obviously, it helps lining up with 37 and 63. Those two beauties are Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron. Great question. It is a great question. And before I answer, I want to take a look at something real quick. Mike, go for it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like the obvious answer is uh, Jake DeBrusque. And that's kind of the answer I want to go with because he's his, his role this year is going to be, it's going to, it's almost going to determine the first month to two months of the season for the Boston Bruins. You you're gonna have to 
tread water in the beginning of the you know beginning of the season and you can't completely fall off and Jake DeBrusque is going to be a huge part of that I'm thinking anything less than 55 points from him this year is going to be disappointing and I'm looking at him to get around maybe the 20 to 25 goal mark and end up somewhere around 65 to 75 points because you know the first couple of months he's going to be playing first line very consistently and then when the team gets healthy we'll see where they go from there but regardless he's going to get 20 to 25 games with Bergeron and whoever else probably Zaka plays you know on that left side but he's going to be getting those minutes he's going to be playing power play um he's going to have to produce so I'm going to have to go with DeBrusque I think DeBrusque is definitely the answer that a lot of people would go with. So I'm going to throw out something that's different so we can kind of mix it up a little bit. And for Mm -hmm. me, that's David Krejci. David Krejci has only had um, two seasons where he's hit 73 points. That is his career high, which is 73 points. Let me double check that to make sure it is the two times. I was just looking at it, and I believe that's what it was. We got 73, and we got 73. Yes, okay. So – Play, it, it, now, I want to make sure I word this correctly because I don't need anybody telling me, you know, blah, 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 blah. But <laughs> if David Krejci is able to play with Taylor Hall and David Pasternak for an entire season, okay, entire season, and is able to stay relatively healthy, maybe he misses like five, six, seven games, something like that. I could totally see see him breaking the 80-point mark. I totally can see it. I mean, he is extremely skilled, and he'll be having two extremely skilled wingers. Uh, this is something we've never been able to see for David Krejci, ever, in his entire career. He has never had two extremely skilled wingers on his side, ever. It's always been big bodies. He had Louis Erickson, who was a pretty skilled shooter. Um uh, Taylor, he had Taylor Hall, but he's never had two together. I could totally see this being an absolute just explosion of points for David Krejci. And that's also mirrored with getting a lot of power play time um, as well. So uh, that's that's where I'm going to put my uh, money on right there. All right. Mine is going to be a little different, too, and probably not going to be agreed upon uh, the Bruins fans, which – commonly happens uh <laughs> but I, i'm going trent frederick i i really i really think that trent is gonna have a, an increased increased production not only point wise now i'm not saying he's gonna like you know lead the league and blah 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 but i think he's just gonna get way more points than he ever did last year but i think his role is gonna be heavily used by uh jim montgomery uh, i know montgomery uh spoke very highly of him and uh, and one that in mentioning that him and like a players like Jake DeBrosco are going to be ones that he's he's really looking forward to seeing a turnaround. Maybe it's a new voice from uh, the coaching staff uh, that a, a player like Frederick needed, uh, and, and and I hope so because I've seen this kid play from the U, uh, the national the U.S. national program to playing at Wisconsin, and 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 I thought his best hockey was when he was playing for the Providence Bruins. I mean, he could score. He could stick handle through everybody. When he came to the Bruins, it was more or less that rough, tough, uh, grindy type of game. And his 
point production or his skill set really took a back seat a little bit. I think that he's going to be a player that's going to um, really impress some Bruins fans and possibly even make um, some fan favorites out of some people that absolutely trash this guy on a, on a daily basis because he made a mistake. Everybody makes mistakes on the ice, uh, but more folks just wanted to navigate that uh, that narrative uh, of when he does make a mistake and they call him out and then it just call him a trash player and a bust and all that. So. I'm 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 on the Trent Frederick uh, train right now. You know, it's funny you say that because I might be part of that fan base that's like 50-50. Cause some days I love him. Some days I absolutely love Trent Frederick. But then there's some games where it's just he just doesn't seem like he should be out there on the ice at all. But I do still have high hopes for him too. Cause I do like the role that he plays. Um you know he's he's a bottom six guy, and that's kind of what you need. It's just if that if that offensive production can get a little bit more consistent, it doesn't have to be massive, but if it can just get a little bit more consistent, then he might have an easier time sticking in the lineup and getting guys getting fans you know off his back a little bit on the days that he's kind of not dogging it but not producing. Yeah. And I, I guess to be honest with you, Mike, I, I don't think this is a new record. I think you've been fired three times on this one yeah. one podcast. <laughs> one number one, it's the hat. Number two, it's the Frederick uh, mention. And uh, yeah, and the, well, we haven't gotten that yet. <laughs> We're not going to get to that yet. No, no, but, no, no. I'm just, I'm just kidding. You're a good dude. And if anybody hasn't known yet, it is Mike's birthday today. So happy birthday! Oh sir. yeah, thank you. It thank is twenty five. Um, the big two five. A, a little further up, there's also a comment by Beth um, about the power play that I'd like to touch on a little bit. There you go. That's it. So I agree. Now, as weird as this may sound, the Bruins actually did finish eighth in the entire league when it came to their power play last season. But the eye test, it didn't feel like that. It really didn't. I know a lot of us were pulling our hair out of our heads, those of us who have hair, you know, and it's just one of those things where maybe it just wasn't working overloading, you know, that first power play. Because then by the time the second unit got out, it just felt so lackluster. But now that David Krejci's in the fold, you have a chance at creating two really good power play units that can really tire out penalty killers and keep them hemmed in, which could lead to a lot more power play goals. Um, you can have a 1A, 1B situation. You can have one of those units being uh, Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, Jake DeBrusque, uh, Charlie Coyle, and um, uh, Hampus Lindholm. Another one can be David Krejci, Taylor Hall, um, David Pasternak, Pavel Zaka, and Charlie McAvoy. Now, Coyle and Zaka, those would be your two net front guys for each of the power plays, and then everybody else goes exactly where they need to be. Marshan on the point um, with Lynn, with Lindholm. Um, then you have Hall on the point with McAvoy. It, I just think it would really – I think they would really balance each other out really nicely, give you a lot of balance to where you can just kind of have a double stomp to the throat of – 
the PKers out there. Keep them hemmed in, keep them tired, and just eventually wear them down so you're able to just pot a goal no matter who's on the ice. And each one of those lines can easily switch off on who starts the power play and who doesn't. I mean, it's it, it would they would be that good um, of power play units, and that's just what I have to say about that. Yeah, thank you, Beth, for the question. Appreciate it. Um, actually, I want to get to something that Jason Larati uh, mentioned, um, and it's and it's coming. The prospects uh, tournament is coming up this month, and in, in, in uh, under two weeks. So he says um, they just invited Braden Sherman to the prospect tournament. Uh, could they sign him if they like him, or does he have to go back into the draft for another year? I'm not totally sure on this, Jason. Um, I don't know anything about the player at all. I haven't even heard that they uh, invited him to camp. So this is all new to me, but um, I'm sure he's a, he's probably a big body and, um, you know, probably would will do well in his showing at the Prospect Challenge. But I'm going to have to uh, do a little more research after we get done with this uh, live stream and this uh, episode 295 of the Black and Gold Hockey podcast. We'll have to keep uh, an eye on them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Alex Cronin uh, comes in with a question and says, gentlemen, how do you, how do we think Monty is going to split the goaltending duties? 41, 41. I'm, I'm on board with the, uh, with what happened last year. Goaltending wasn't a problem in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like the way they, they worked together. It was, it was all even. <clears throat> Let's roll with it again. It is, I I am not on board with just I'm not a shiny new toy guy. Jeremy Swayman is a very good goaltender. He's going to be a very he's going to be a great goaltender. I'm just not seeing it quite yet. I'm not seeing what Boston Bruins fans are absolutely jumping on the shiny new toy and saying this guy needs to start 70 80 games a, a year. Uh, I I just don't see that happening. I see more of the trend that what's going on in Boston last year around the NHL, 1A, 1B. Um, you know, obviously, oh, that must be oh. the, the hot take police. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> frequently around Mike Sullivan's house. <laughs> always, no, always around. But uh, no, I, I, I just, I, I want to see them um, work the same way. And obviously the better goaltender that, that showed you throughout the year, uh, more particularly, later on in the year towards the playoffs, if the Bruins make it, then you decide on who you're going to ride um, in the postseason. But until then, I want to, I, w- I just like the way they're working. They seem like they're having a great time together. Um, so keep it at 41, 41. Can we have Andrew come in so I can argue with him? <laughs> <laughs> Our boy, Andrew Deverna. That guy is a, an absolute legend. Uh, somebody compromised the BNG website not too long ago. And that guy has been up all night uh, for the past two, two or three days uh, trying to get us back online and, and back to where we were before. So uh, shout out to Andrew Taverna, one of the fellow uh, ad, uh, administrators over at the Black and Gold Production Sports Media Company. Good um, job, Andrew. Yeah, man. Thank you, Andrew. Jason says, <laughs> um, this is actually really good before we get to uh, Bruce Sullivan. He said, I could, uh, Jason says, I could see a Sean steal in Clifton spot, especially if he gets that uh, a shot on the power play. Yeah. I mean, uh, where I think we've been talking a lot about Jack Sean lately about, and particularly with, with McAvoy and Grizzly being out, 
Uh, he's that next guy that's really mobile and so on. Um, you know, he's, he's a little defenseman. I know people freaking harp on his size and so on, but if you can see him move and how he possesses the puck and, and he's a freaking fire hydrant from the waist down. I mean, he's just built very well for a smaller player. Um, I, I think that he could be a very good mobile person on the power play or even the PP two if he gets some time. So, um, now is is he saying steal Clifton's spot while both McAvoy and Grizzlick are injured? That's something that I need to understand. Is at what point do you is he going to steal this spot? Is it the beginning of the season or is it when everyone's healthy? Yeah, because I have two different answers. Jason, feel free to um, rebut on the uh, on the um, live chat. Well, yeah, because I would have two different answers to both of those situations. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I've seen enough of Connor Clifton. I don't know if other people feel the same way, but I don't know. Something about the way he plays just kind of irks me and, and just rubs me the wrong way some days. He's just like, he, he just plays soft sometimes and makes these easy mental mistakes every now and then. And it's like, dude, what are you like? What are you doing? Like, just be solid. Just be fundamental. And sometimes he just doesn't do that. If Clifton so I, could I, be. Yeah what he is during the playoffs during an entire mm. regular season sign right. me up now right. towards the end of last season before the season even ended he was playing very well with Forbort on that third pairing i think Forbort and clifton works i really do i think it works i like it now so i guess to answer jason's question uh well not answer it but kind of go off of um you know his statement there his opinion i, I think when you look at the roster in the beginning, there's definitely a chance that Jack Ashan could possibly take a spot from a guy like Connor Clifton. There absolutely is a chance. Now, when it comes to everyone being healthy, I don't know about that because you have Mike Riley, you have Mac Rizlick, two very similar type of players to a guy like uh, uh, Jack Ashan. Now, in my opinion, you only need one of them in a lineup. You only need one of them. Other than that, you need some transitional guys and some guys who can play some heavy stay-at-home D. Now, I also don't think that he's going to be able to take a spot from Zaboral when it comes to everyone being healthy. I just don't see that happening. I, you know, if if they're going, um, you know, Lindholm and McAvoy, Carlo and Grizzlick and Forbort, I think at that point it's going to be a guy like Zaboral. I don't even see it being a guy like Clifton or Ashan. Um, but to start the year, yeah, he very might be able to take one of those spots um, from Clifton. Would be the guy that I would choose there. Or even Riley. You never know. So, yeah. Jason came back with uh, him saying that they um, he could uh, slot in at the uh, as a 6D. And Andrew's in yep. the house. What up, Andrew? Hopefully everything's good with you, buddy. He's listening while he works. The guy's a freaking animal. Uh, da, da, da. Um, all right, let's hear from um, Bruce Sullivan from Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia. He's got some fantastic items, uh, whether it be the Bruins, Celtics, Patriots, or Red Sox. Um, he's just a great dude with some awesome, authentic items, hand signed, and in in, he has players come to uh, his office 
and um and does all the signing right there so it's all legit it's not fake it's 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 all real this guy's just a a legend when it comes to that so let's hear from bruce and we'll talk on the other side hello bruins fans this is bruce from boston sports and music memorabilia with our black and gold memorabilia moment of the week On August 21st, we hosted a signing with 1980 Olympic hockey gold medalist Ken Morrow. Take home a Morrow JSA photo or puck starting at just $39. Or a Morrow JSA jersey with inscription for just $99. Please join us this Monday, September 5th, at the Cardboard Promotions Show at the Dedham Holiday Inn from 8.30 to 2.30. Later this September, we are hosting the return of 1980 Olympic hockey gold medalist and former Bruin Dave Silk. We are accepting send-ins, $29 for flats and pucks, $39 for premium items. Or pre-order pucks starting at just $39 or JSA jerseys for just $99. In October, we welcome back Bruins legend Andy Moog. To learn more about our dozens of hand-signed pieces and your chance to win free memorabilia each week, check us out at our Facebook page, Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia. Or email us directly at bostonsportsandmusic at gmail.com. And be sure to tune in each week right here to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Let's go! We're back, and we're talking Boston Bruins, and, and we're taking your questions in the live chat. Please participate in that. It, it, uh, it allows us to, to keep the content going. Um, so, uh, you know, it is the off season, so we, we definitely want to interact with our, with our listeners and the fans of the show. So, um, and one right here, this is from Daniel Flynn, and this is the one that, that um, uh, Kevin was talking about. And he says, what do you say to the NHL fans that say Boston will not be a playoff team? This is what I have to say. Last season, the Boston Bruins, you know, f- through December, they had a, what was it, a 14, 11, and something record, correct? So that was with a second line of Taylor Hall, Charlie Coyle, and Craig Smith. That was your second line at that point. Okay. You also, for a majority of that time, had Derek Forbort on your first pairing. Okay. You, your defense was a little messy. Your offense was a little bit scattered and unrecognizable. Even your first line wasn't really producing. So if you can still make, if you can still make the playoffs and have 107 points after that start, the Boston Bruins team that we're about to have to start the season is most likely going to have. Two, two, two lines in your top six that consist of, you know, Zaka Bergeron, DeBrusque, which is already a much better line there than a Coyle, Hall, and Smith line. And then you have Pasternak, Krejci, and Taylor Hall. I mean, the, your top six is already better. You, and it trickles down into your bottom six where you still have Coyle, Smith, Frederick, and then your fourth line will most likely be uh, Felino, no second, Steen type of deal. So you're already doing really well there. And then when it comes to your defense, you have guys who can step in. Zaboro can step in. He can play on a top pairing. We've beat this 
into the ground. I don't know how many times doing a Lindholm Zamoral pairing and then having your Riley Carlo pairing, which has looked good at times, has looked bad at times, but majority I'd say good. And then have your full board Clifton or Sean as uh, Lerat, as Jason said, but I don't foresee this team getting off to a bad enough start or even a bad start at all to where they're not going to be able to make the playoffs. I just don't see it. Unless there's a ton of injuries, which is something none of us can foresee, I don't see it. So that's what I have to say to that. Nice. Any yeah. thoughts, Mike? Uh, I see you changed the hat. So welcome back to the, the <laughs> being hired on the Blackville production team <laughs> yeah. again. I had to do it. But, um, yeah, I mean, we said this uh, last episode as well. You know, people are kind of sounding the alarm on the beginning of the season, but they don't seem to realize <laughs> they don't seem to realize that we still have these foundational pieces here that are going to be with us in the beginning of the year and young pieces as well. You've got guys like, a, like a David Krejci, you have a Patrice Bergeron, you have Hampus Lindholm who nobody seems to want to really talk about too much, but he is an, an easily number two to a, a Charlie McAvoy. He is a excellent defenseman, and with these pieces, we Jeremy Swayman, Linus Allmark, we have these pieces that are going to be able to allow us to tread water in the beginning of the season. Maybe even do better than tread water and do better than what people are expecting out of the team. And then once you get a healthy lineup, you got a Brad Marshawn back. You got a Charlie McAvoy back. You got a Mac Rizlick back and they're healthy and they're ready to go. And, you know, they've rested up for the, for the last six, seven months. They're ready to go. They have full energy. They're, they're ready. I think, I think people who think that the Bruins are going to miss the playoffs aren't giving this team its justice and its due. They're going to be a good team. They're going to be a playoff team. You know, barring, like Kevin said, any catastrophic injuries that happen that none of us can, you know, foresee. But they're going to be able to be a team that can compete in the East and. I still believe we are better than teams such as an Ottawa Senators who definitely got better, but we are still better than them. Still better than Detroit. I would argue with Florida losing Huberto and Wegar, we might even be able to compete for a third spot in the division, especially once everybody is healthy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be challenging with, uh, you know, talking about the offensive production, the Mashan's going to be out for a little while. Um, and uh, who knows what, what that timeline is going to be. Um, but I want to see this Boston Bruins team score more. Um, and hopefully that's possible just for the pure fact that the defense is probably going to be a little rough like it was last year. I mean, and, and particularly to start the year without, without Grizz and McAvoy. But I, I just want to, I really want to see this team just score more and just to be in a better place for when the defense does fuck up a, a certain play or this and that and a turnover happens or what you know um yeah just more offensive production more shots on goal i i i was checking um uh stat head a, 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 fanta a fantastic website and um the, the bruins have not met the league average in shooting five versus five and shooting percentage in the last two years 
And then before that, I did I did a decade. And it was every other year they met the average or exceeded. So I want to see more shots, more quality shots and so on and, and create more opportunities. And I know that Dom was saying something about this on, on a previous podcast that he wants to see more from the defense, more action from the defense with, with shots in, whether it be, um, you know, a, 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 a heavy howitzer from the, from the blue line or, or just uh, uh, feathering a pass in to, uh, for somebody that's uh, got the net front. It, it, that's going to create some opportunity. So, yep. And one other thing that I forgot to mention was that, um, you know, Linus Elmark didn't really have that great of a start to last season because he was learning the system. He was learning his defenseman. He was getting settled into a new city, figuring out where he's going to buy groceries, where his kids are going to school, blah, 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 all this stuff. Now he's here. He showed he's a good goaltender, and he's going to be ready to start the season. And you also have another year of Jeremy Swayman, you know, another offseason, another training camp, another, um, you know, round with skills and conditioning. So the goaltending is probably going to be better to start the season than it was last season. Now, it depends on the defense too, of course, as Mark said. But with this defense, it really all stems on one player. One player, and that is J- Jakob Zaboro. Oh, wait a minute. Andrew's got Jak- something to say about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zaboro is a place I order pizza from, right? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. But it really all stems on him because, A, he needs to be healthy, and, B, he needs to be able to be good enough to be able to play in the top four whether that is on the second pairing or the first pairing, I'd prefer that first pairing with Lindholm because I think he'd be able to get away with more. Um, But it it really all depends on him because we know Riley and Carlo can be a fine second pairing to get you through the first half. We saw it last season. But can that first pairing do it? Can Zaboral stay healthy? That's That's what we need to see. Absolutely. All right. We are coming up on an hour. Um, if uh, what do we want to do? Do you want to call it a show, or do you want to continue a little bit with some ideas? And uh, if uh, folks want to continue viewing this, uh, please uh, chime in with some more questions, and we'll try to answer as many as possible. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do keep question going. or two if you want. Yeah, yeah. If they, if they got more, you know, stuff they want us to answer, I'm all for it. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. We also have some stuff on the Discord that we can take a look at. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I forgot about that. We do have a new Discord um, server that we're on. It's just another way to get a little bit of a community together and talk Boston Bruins. But uh, there's uh, some fantastic additions. Ace and 603 on the Discord. Where do you see Boston at the uh, in the division by Thanksgiving with the injuries? First wild card. First or second wild card, I'll say. Wild card. Yeah. I'll just say wild card. Yeah. Mike, what do you think? In the beginning with the team that we have right now, um, oof. I think, oh, God, maybe one spot outside of a wild card. Okay. And potentially the second wild card because i the only reason i say that is because i think 
a team like an Ottawa Senators in the beginning of the year, they're going to be firing on all cylinders. I mean, Cam Talbot is still a good goalie. People kind of forget, you know, he used to be a real, real good number one starting elite goalie. Of course, he's older now and he's not the same guy he used to be, but I feel like for us to be in that position by Thanksgiving, it's probably going to be an Ottawa Senators team that's ahead of us by not much, maybe two points, maybe three points. Um, but yeah, I would say maybe just on the outside looking in or just barely in the playoffs. And then, you know, once the team gets healthy again, boom, we're, we're going to take off. Did, did you hear what you said though, with Talbot though? When yeah. you were talking about you, you, people forget that Cam Talbot is, you know, is a good goalie. Blah, blah, blah. Then it came in words like used to. Right. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, exactly. Now you got to remember Cam Talbot is not going to have really that good of a defense in front of him. True. True. They do not have a good defense at all. The, their top six in Ottawa got really good. They That top six is really good. But are they going to be able to keep pucks out of the net? Right. Right. I don't think so. I don't think so. Unless yeah. they go out and get Chikrin, like I'm hearing some stuff about. If they go out and get Chikrin, okay. Yeah. It's a different story. You know, maybe they'll be able to keep a little bit less pucks out of the net. But I don't know if that's really going to happen. Arizona has plenty of time to figure out what they want to do there with Chikrin. Uh, it's not like he's going anywhere other than a uh, college arena. <laughs> so... <laughs> I just don't see I, – I, I see the hype in what Ottawa's doing. I just don't see the hype for this year of people thinking that they're possibly a playoff team I just, or even at any point a playoff team. I just can't see it. I can't see I it. I don't know, man, though. I mean, Zabrinkit, Giroux, Stutzla, um, Josh Norris, Connor Brown, guys like that, they're, they're, I'm only saying this because – Outside of the the big three in the division in Tampa, Toronto, and Florida, they're the only team. I'm not worried about Detroit yet, but Ottawa would be the only team that I'm kind of reserved about. I'm a little bit – I can see them kind of giving us a little bit of an issue. A little bit. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Hey, Matt Hunt's in the the house. What up, Matt? And he's – excited for the season he says i hope we start relatively well as i'm coming from the uk to watch the blues and flames games awesome nice. yeah that's awesome matt thanks for tuning in by the way i truly appreciate the support um i i have this, this team as a wild card myself just uh, at thanksgiving and then once we get players back mcavoy grizzlick i think that you know you'll start to get a little bit better obviously on the back end and um I think that's when you're going to start to see this Boston Bruins team really pick it up when we get the band all back together and so on. But I, I don't see him breaking the top three at all. I, I, I honestly, I could see the uh, fourth place in the Atlantic, and uh, and I'd be comfortable with that. And and to end the year, I'd be comfortable w- with them sneaking in as, as um, a wild card itself. Yeah, you know, so. I don't care how they get in there. As just, long get as in. In there. <laughs> just get but, in there. Yeah, but yeah. there's also something here from TB, uh, which kind of goes off of a little bit what we were just talking about, Mike and I. Um, 
And he says, is there no concern from you guys about how much better the Metro got this season and how much better Ottawa got? So we already spoke about Ottawa. You know my stance, Mike's stance, not really Mark Mark's stance. I mean, I don't know Mark's stance. If he wants to give it, he can. But um, when it comes to the Metro, no, I'm really not that worried because the teams that got better were already above them anyways. Um, it, the When I look at the Capitals, did they really get like, you know, that much better where you say they're better than the Bruins? No. no. Uh, the Islanders are frauds. So <laughs> I really, I really have no concern over that. I really don't. When it comes to the playoffs though, then we can talk, but getting in, no. Getting in, no. And Carolina is going to be kind of, they, they kind of were hoping Max Pacioretty was going to be something for them. And right now it's looking like that's, that sucks for them, <laughs> like with the Max Pacioretty situation. So, I mean, Carolina is still a really good team. Uh, the Rangers are still really good. Pittsburgh is going to be Pittsburgh, um, you know. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But I, I totally see them being able to get in, no problem. I mean, could you guys see both wild card teams coming out of the Atlantic this year? Where the Possibly. top three, possibly, right? Because I'm thinking that as well. Because our, I mean, in the East, our division, our division alone is really, really deep, really, really good, filled with good teams. And then, you know, you got the Metro division where obviously you have teams like um, Carolina, New York Rangers, Pittsburgh Penguins. But then after that, like, it's it's weird to say because I feel like it's said every single year. But the, the Washington Capitals just, yeah, they have Ovi. But I don't know. One of these years, they're going to fall out of place and, and someone's going to take their spot. I would say they, they miss playoffs before the Bruins miss, miss the playoffs. Agreed. Um, but I could see teams like I, I could legitimately see an Ottawa reaching a wild card spot over, you know, the Capitals. I just feel like they're a little bit deeper than a Washington Capital team. Granted, they don't have an Alex Ovechkin on their on their team in their lineup. But regardless, I could see five teams coming out of the Atlantic division this year. And it wouldn't surprise me if, if you know, we're, we're one of those teams. Because if if we happen to jump up to a third spot, Florida's not going to miss the playoffs this year. Even though they did lose Huberdo and Wegar, they still got Matt Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk back. And that still makes them a better team, you know, than Ottawa. I'm not saying Florida's going to miss the playoffs by any means. But, I, I, yeah, I just see – I could easily see two wildcard teams coming out of the Atlantic. Yep. Well said. Yeah, I'm just going to disagree with the Ottawa statement. I just don't see them making the playoffs. But yeah. we know that. So I, yeah. I, I get what you're saying, but I just yeah. don't see Ottawa. I just don't see Ottawa making the playoffs. They're, I think they're going to push the point totals. Yeah. I think they're going to get to that next level of point totals, but I still don't see them being able to make the playoffs. I just yeah. Don't see it. Like a like a low eighties point total somewhere around there, kind low of hovering 80s. around the playoffs. Yep, somewhere in that eighties. Like I, I could see them maybe being a bubble type team, yeah, but not yeah. a bubble enough to where they're like you know really pushing it. Uh, kind of like a small little bubble, you know, from like a little kids, you know, Duncan <laughs> low bubble thing. Yeah. Uh, Lauren coming in, Lauren. Thank you for the, the support and tuning in today. What did you drink last night, Mark? It White was- Claw. Nah, I'm a Celtic. I'm a Celtic guy. So, I used to drink a ton of beer, and then I got really, really fat, and now I'm drinking seltzers. 
and um, because they, I can drink uh, a ton of them. But uh, if I, last night we pretty much killed like two cases. So yeah, yeah. it's, it's a <laughs> holiday it. weekend. You know, I'm gearing up for Boston Bruins season. You got to get the, you know, we got to get the stomach rolling, and you know, but. Uh, I didn't eat anything yesterday, so that's why I feel like uh, a truck ran over me. That's what it was, man. You got to eat something. Oh, I know. We were we were gonna cook on the grill and so on, but maybe cooking on the grill at that particular time and in my state of mind last night wasn't <laughs> the greatest idea. Gas and flames, nah. <laughs> uh, you know, some people might think that I'm into that, but no, I'm not. Andrew, shut your face. <laughs> All so right. To, to put this all in perspective, though, the way I see the division really falling for the Atlantic is Toronto, Tampa, Boston, Florida, Ottawa, Detroit, Buffalo, Montreal. That's how I see it going. There you that's, go. that's 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 where I'm at. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I feel like uh, Buffalo is kind of they're not going to be as bad as they usually are this year. You know? No, no. They 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 got work to do for sure, but yeah, they're definitely yeah, gonna be yeah. better than they were last season. Yeah, true. Um, let's see. A few years though. Yikes! I know. Owen when Power. it comes to the oh whole division, yeah. When it, this whole division is gonna be insane. That's unless guys, you know, teams like Toronto, Florida, both teams in Florida, Boston, unless they fall off somehow, and then you know the bottom dwellers like bye, and they just go up. I mean, I, I don't, I don't even think that's going to happen. I think Toronto's, I think Toronto's going to be here for a bit. I think Tampa Bay's going to be here for a bit. Um, Boston has a chance of being here for a bit. Depends on those two centers. Once Bergie and Krejci hang them up, but they have a pretty good core to work upon. Um, Florida, I don't know what they're doing half the time. It's <laughs> kind of, it's interesting to see what they're doing. I mean, oh my god, uh, guys, looking at that. Um, at that trade for Giroux now is just oh my god, oh my god! Like the what they gave up for Giroux, and then yeah. for him to be like, yeah, I'm going to Ottawa. See you later. <laughs> and then and then they trade away Huberdo and Wegar, and they lose Sherrod. Even though I don't care for Sherrod, they still lost him, and they lost Wegar. So I mean that sucks. I mean Florida did not really have that great of an offseason. Yeah, they got to chuck in. That's great. It's a good piece to build off of, but I mean, they got worse in my opinion. They're not they bad, definitely did. They're not bad, but right. they got worse. So, right. And that's why I'm saying like we like it wouldn't it wouldn't necessarily surprise me if we jump into that third spot come no. season's end because I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. Right, because Florida, I mean, Huberto is unbelievable. I mean, and Wegar was so underrated too, and they just lost both of those guys for Matt Kachuk, and it's it's like okay, you guys do whatever you want to do. I'll, <laughs> you know, we'll take advantage. Yep. Hey, I want to touch on this one right here. This is from J. Uh, Brad Jensen. Uh, thanks for tuning in, Brad. Appreciate the support. Uh, sell me on the idea that Montgomery will get more out of this team than Cassidy, especially in the first couple of months with major. Um, multiple injuries. I'm not upset they removed Cassidy per se, just questioning the replacement. Interesting um, take there from Brad. Um, I'm going to have to disagree a little bit. I'm actually excited for the the insertion of Jim Montgomery. And I think this was some 
you got to get the room back. And, and if you, if you, if you read all the articles and listen to so many podcasts, um, hockey podcasts from around the league, uh, and particularly ones that Jim was with Dallas and St. Louis and so on, they spoke very highly of him and, and he's a player's coach, you know, even Tory Krug, um, came out and said that Boston got a really, really good coach in here, really good hire. Um, I, I just want whatever was missing that Cassidy was doing, uh, whether the message was getting old or not, I want that message to be revitalized. I want players to play, want to be here and so on. You know, um, it just seems like Cassidy just wasn't a, a solid fit here uh, in, in the room. So things needed to be changed. So I, I, I honestly think that the Jim Montgomery thing was a solid, solid thing. Um, I don't really know or have anybody on my mind that I, would have would have thought i mean jay leach i was i was really pulling for jay leach um and uh spencer carberry i was pulling for him as well uh but i'm really happy with the jim montgomery's um you know addition yeah so one thing i want to say on the whole situation is that first when bruce cassidy got brought in after claude julian was uh let go he was the interim um you know head coach he was brought up from providence he hadn't, he, hadn't, he hadn't done really much of anything to, to that point. I mean, he had one season in the NHL with the uh, Washington Capitals that did not go well. I, I, I believe it was the Washington Capitals. I, I'm pretty sure it was. If I'm wrong, correct me, but I don't, I don't think I am. Um, it, with Washington Capitals, it didn't really work out. Now, he didn't really have anything to his pedigree, nothing really going on. Flip the script. Let's go over to Montgomery and what he's been able to do. So Montgomery has been able at the NHL level already show that he can bring a team to the playoffs. And that was a Dallas team that let's be real. Didn't really have much of an, you know, of a claim to really be in the playoffs that year. And then the following season, Montgomery was the coach for a good amount of that season until he was let go because of the alcohol issues and all that which we're not going to get into because there's no reason to he's people go through stuff. He went through it. He's doing great and great for him. I'm very happy for him. Now that team with his systems in place that were kept in place that entire season went to a cup final that season. So, I mean, I'm, I, I have full confidence that Montgomery is going to be able to take what we have here in Boston and do very well. It, you know, maybe he does as good as Cassidy would have done, or maybe he does better, but I don't think he's going to do worse than Cassidy would have done. He's a player's coach. That's what this team needs right now. They need a coach who's going to allow the players to really say like, Hey, you know, this is where I think I'm at and him say, okay, now how can we make you feel comfortable in this lineup and kind of allow people to go where they need to be to create the best chemistry and allow this team to really flourish. And we're already seeing that. And we haven't even seen training camp just with the words that he's saying of where he'd like certain players to be. And that's kind of where a lot of our minds are at. We're going to be able to see a Krejci Pasternak and Taylor Hall line. Um, we you know, because usually Bruce Cassidy up until last season would always revert to the perfection line, which I could stand that freaking name. I've been beating the drum to get that taken away. But yes, um, I think Montgomery is going to do a very good job. I am very happy to have him. And he's put together um, some really key pieces moving forward to his staff that I think are going to prove to be really good additions as well. 
All right. Let's hear from a new show sponsor, uh, Can I Wellness. That's a, a brand new company to us, and we're excited to have them aboard. Um, it's time to talk about the amazing Can I Wellness company. Can I Wellness offers you four distinct experiences for the different challenges you may face throughout the day. Can I sleep? Can I mend? Can I fresh? And can I boost? It's the trusted brands of the sports, fitness, and wellness households. With over 50 vitamins, nutrients, and herbal extracts in four compact sprays, it's the most convenient way to supplement with no pills, water, or messy powders. 90% of nutrients in these oral sprays are absorbed in less than 30 seconds. It's like an entire health food store in your pocket and is endorsed by Olympians, NHL players, and pro sports stars who rely on Can I Wellness Company to support high performance. Let's talk about each product. Can I Boost, which targets focus and energy, is the fastest way to, uh, to better memory, focus, and energy with 10 natural and vegan ingredients. Skip the coffee and sugary snacks and energize the healthy way. Use daily before your workout, when studying for an exam, or times you need uh, increased clarity, stamina, and concentration. Can I Mend prevents, uh, provides the after-party liver support that works fast to relieve hangovers in the morning. I forgot to take my Can I Mend. Um, <laughs> this unique oral spray uh, supplement is blended with 11 vegan vitamins and herbal extracts to replenish your body to combat headaches, sickness, and lack of energy when ripping it up on the weekends or on school nights when having too many drinks. Prevent and repair hangovers physically and mentally with the fast-absorbing whole foods extracts Can I Mend offers. Can I Fresh reduces uh, and gets immune boost. Whether you're nervous uh, before a presentation or need to calm down after a hectic day, the 11 natural and vegan ingredients in Can I Fresh take the edge off without making you drowsy or unmotivated. Just a few sprays and you'll be ready to tackle any challenge. With 30 servings in each compact portable canister, you can uh, spray it discreetly in stressful situations or whenever you need to bolster your immune system. Can I Sleep is a, is a scientifically formulated and guaranteed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. This natural and vegan sleep aid is convenient and fast absorbing. No mixing beverages or waiting for gummies to kick in. Uh, just spray, roll over, and snooze. Control control your dosage on how much you sleep, the sleep you need. Sorry. This scientific formulated oral spray technology, Can I Fresh, offers five times better nutrients. Uh, nutrition absorption than pills or capsules and all these fantastic products are money back guaranteed if you're not completely satisfied if you want to try these amazing can i wellness all natural oral spray sprays please go to caniwellness.com and use our promo code bng25 to get 25 percent off everything on the website uh, that is caniwellness.com and we would certainly appreciate if you support that company and us as well. So we appreciate that. And all right. Done. I was Two live readings from Mark today. That wasn't uh, the second one wasn't the greatest, but it's, it's a work in progress. So we're, we're getting there. But really excited to have um, many sponsors on the program this year. This is our, this is probably going to be our biggest year yet. Um, so, uh, 
you know, Athletic Greens coming along, Can I Wellness, BetOnline.ag is always great. And obviously, uh, uh, Bruce Sullivan is a good sport over at uh, Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia. And Dom's pickle baths are coming soon. <laughs> Dom actually, will be in the actually, baths. Lauren Lauren was a little upset that I didn't do the the, the live stream today in the podcast in a pickle bath. <laughs> yeah, that gift. Was We're reserving cool. that one for Dom. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, Stephen Junior Deer. What they gonna do with extra cap? They could have if Sweeney decided to do something. Ah, another another Sweeney hater. Um, well, that extra cap is gone, so yeah, we'll we're over start the there. Second, he tried to make deals, but you don't always just make a deal to make a deal. It has to make sense, and unfortunately, there was nothing there that made sense for Sweeney to do when it came to price and when it came to just other teams who were willing to pay the prices that I don't think the Bruins should have been wanting to spend. Yeah. Mike? Yeah, no, same point. Um, you're already up against the cap. You're going to be smart. Um, you're you're going to have to move guys before the start of the season anyways. You know, you have to really be careful with your money right now and, and know what you're doing and make smart deals that look good in the long run. So, yeah, I agree with Kevin. I mean, for me, if you're looking at the roster and, and players that – could be used in, in trades just to to get under the uh, the league mandated cap because it's two point two million dollars over right now I believe the last time I checked um, you know I think each trade deadline they've tried to like uh, throw Mike Riley out there to anybody and it just doesn't seem like anybody was interested so I'm not even sure if he's going to be interested teams interested in them now unless they sweeten the deal. And obviously, you know, you want to get rid of cap space. Everybody loves first round draft picks. That would be a dumb idea. This Boston Bruins team needs to replenish the prospect pool. We do not want to give away draft picks like they're candy. Um, but I'm still, I, I don't want to see the player gone, obviously. But to, to get, uh, you know, to get compliant, I could see a player like Craig Smith being moved. So I don't know. That's the, that's the only two people that I could see actually being moved for. Uh, to get under the, the cap limit. Now, what now that I look at the, now that I look at the question again, I read that as he was talking about last year's extra cap space debacle. But I think I read that totally wrong. I don't think he was talking about that. I think he was actually talking about if we were to LTIR players this season. I think oh. that's what he's talking about. If you want to clarify for us, Stephen, just so we know exactly what we're answering, because we've got it all here. Um, you know, just to clarify that, because when I read it again, what they gonna, what are they gonna do with the extra cap they could have if Sweeney decides to do something? I'm assuming that might be for this year and putting guys on LTIR and having opened up cap space. I think that's what he might be saying. And in that case, I think we did answer that too, which is don't do anything like that because right. it's it, it's a dangerous road to go down. Um. Jason Jason says, um, this is an interesting one. Jason says, I think they could move Grizzlick if Saboral has a good camp. I I don't know about that because we're talking about the camp timeline. So for me, Grizzlick is not going to be traded because he's injured. And I don't remember at any time, and it might be even a CBA thing, that you can't move an injured player. Uh, so I don't see that happening. 
Um, yeah. And then Lance Lance Scavetta comes in and says this. This is the common one. Hate losing Smitty. Would rather see Felino go if anyone would take him. That's absolutely right. I mean, we don't. I, I don't know if Don Sweeney's been trying to shop Felino at all, or if, if he's if he wants to. But yeah, that makes sense. But also, it's got to uh, make sense of the other team that's going to be taking on uh, his final year of a contract like that, and and what he his production was. So. I mean, there was a rumor going around that Minnesota was interested because they they moved somebody to, um, I think it was Seattle, uh, and it was the exact amount of cap space that Nick Foligno uh, carries. So he could be playing with his brother Marcus. I'm not sure if that's totally true or not. Dom did say there is a route to get us there, though. Um, And I believe that is if they were to take – if they were to try to move Felino, basically what they'd try to be doing is allow for a team to take him on because it's not that bad at 3.8. You could you could take a million. You could retain a million. You could move that contract because he's not owed more than what his actual cap hit is. He's owed less. Yeah. So I guess it actually isn't that bad of a contract to take. Yeah. That was from my understanding of what Dom was talking about. Now, are they going to be able to move him? I have no idea. Um, but would that be the preferred route? Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, I mean, for me, Smith holds like, so much more value right now. Uh, there's no, you know, he doesn't have any, um, uh, no trade, no movement. So he can easily be, uh, you know, moved, um, just free up that cap space. I hate to see him move, but last year he took a like, kind of a, um, you know, downswing in his, I know he was injured and so on, but. I want to see him shoot more. More goals would be nice. And I know he's in his 30s and so on, but I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. <clears throat> um, oh. I can say yeah. something on the on the Grizzlick thing real quick, though. Go for um, it. I think the only way that they can move Grizzlick is if a guy like Jack Ashan proves that he's ready. If Jakashan proves that he's ready to go, then Grizzlick becomes expendable just because I think Zaboral and Grizzlick are two different players. Riley isn't in the same ballpark as a Grizzlick or an Ashan. Uh, I think Riley's better off as a third pairing type of guy, while I think Jakashan I think Jakashan has a chance of being better than Grizzlick, but he has to show that he is at least at Grizzlick's level for them to be able to move him. So I don't think that's going to happen this season, but I would definitely welcome it once a guy like Jack Ashan is ready. And then they can also move on from Riley at the same time, because you will, like I've said in the beginning of the podcast, you only need one of those types of players on this team. Yeah. Makes sense. Definitely does. All right. We're coming up to in about an hour and a half. So I don't know. I think this is a pretty good time to call it a day. I'm going to, I think so. Probably going to take a nap and then wake up and edit this and get it out tonight so the folks can listen to it tomorrow. Um, but we want to you thank take you. take your candy wellness. Yes, I'm going to yeah. I'm, I'm going to take the sleep one. I'm just going to knock myself knock myself uh, right out. But uh, we want to thank everybody who's participated in the uh, in the stream today with the questions and so on. We had a lot of fun with uh, some people like Lauren and and uh, Andrew and so on. So um, thanks for the support. We truly appreciate it. Uh, please support our sponsors as well. BetOnline.ag. Use that code CLNS50. CanIWellness.com. Uh, please use the BNG25 to get 25% off. 
Athletic Greens. Uh, what is the what website and uh, code that needs to be on that? Uh, I believe that is athletics green, athleticgreens.com slash BNG. Perfectly said. And uh, please support Bruce Sullivan by buying some stuff from Boston Sports and Music Memorabilia to spice up that fan cave. I'm looking in everybody's windows, and I know this creeps Kevin out, but you need <laughs> more black and gold. You just need your, your fan cave needs it. It's It's disgusting. So listen, you see these big curtains behind me? That's There's a reason for those. <laughs> I've caught Mark in my backyard in a pickle bath, staring through <laughs> my windows. So trust me. Uh, I mean, six, our six next sponsor bathroom. is going to be somebody who has amazing blinds <laughs> because we do not need Mark looking in our windows. We don't need it. Don't make me laugh. I miss that coffin. All right. <laughs> All right, but that is, that is the podcast. Thank you very much. I want to thank everybody uh, here, Kevin, uh, Michael, uh, you joining us on your birthday. That's that's just class, man. And and hopefully you have the great rest of your day. And I know you're working tomorrow. I know. So oh. I'm I'm gonna be sober tomorrow. I'm gonna have to <laughs> break out the Celties and, and share a pick with you. Uh, like, yeah. At like seven in the morning. <laughs> you're gonna have to. You're going to have to, man. Working on Labor Day is tough, but, you know, you got to yeah, do what you got to do. Absolutely. But, uh, no, thank you, Kevin, and thank you, Mike. I truly appreciate it. And, and again, everybody else that's been supporting BNG throughout the the years. And um, we're just gearing up 38 days to go before the puck drop on the 2022-23 season. It's coming quick, man. These days are just flying by. So we're going to have plenty of content uh, for everybody to read over at blackandgoldhockey.com. We're going to keep doing these podcasts. I want to promote uh, my new podcast that's coming out uh, in under two weeks. And it's called the Providence Hockey Report, where I'm going to be uh, talking about all the action that happened uh, on the weekend. And I'll get that out uh, either Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesdays. I don't have a set schedule yet. Uh, Cause I want to like be able to free my time. I'm doing it all by myself. So I don't have any time constraints with somebody else or another co-host. Um, but uh, it's going to be talking about everything Providence Bruins. And um, I'm going to be getting interviews uh, with uh, Ryan Mujanel, the head coach, when I go down and cover the team um, down in Providence and, and uh, player interviews, we'll, we'll post uh, audio and video of uh, all that, those experiences so the uh the fans can uh learn a little bit more about the next ones that are coming up uh in the system i think it's really important that providence gets some more notoriety and uh, and and i i love uh, american hockey league hockey so it's uh it's important for me to to do stuff like that learn more about these players and as i learn i want to give it back to the to the passionate boston bruins nation out there that love to uh hear about it so Again, we truly appreciate everything, and, and hopefully you guys have a really good Memorial Day. Um, please uh, do it responsibly, obviously. Don't drink and drive. Um, get a cab. Get an Uber. Get Lyft, whatever you guys do. Walk. You know, I'm. you didn't want to see me walk yesterday. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, we really appreciate everything that you guys have done. So um, we will talk soon. Um, we'll be around next week for Episode 296. So, and uh, please uh, uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the worldwide listening platforms. And also uh, check out our U official YouTube channel. Please subscribe to that. That's huge. We really appreciate that. But um, that being said, I'm out. So have a great, great Memorial Day weekend, everybody. I mean, Labor Day. Labor Day. <laughs> all right. Peace out. Peace out.
Thanks again for tuning in and supporting this week's episode of the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please give the show a five-star rating and write a review on listening platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. If you'd like to contact the show for advertising opportunities or to send us a question or topic idea we should be discussing, please send us an email to blackandgoldproductionsllc at gmail.com. Don't forget to share our program on your social media platforms with other hockey fans and follow our Twitter accounts at blackandgoldpod, at BNG Productions, at blackandgold277, and at Kevin underscore O'Keefe 89. Also, please don't forget to check out our official blackandgoldhockey.com website where we cover the Bruins organization from the NHL level down to the prospects worldwide. Peace out.